Welcome to Restaurant Influencers presented by Entrepreneur. My name is Sean Walchef, founder of Cali BBQ and Cali BBQ Media. In life, in the restaurant business, and in the new creator economy, we learn through lessons and stories. I want to give a special shout out to Toast, our primary technology partner at our barbecue restaurants. Also, the primary technology partner of so many of the guests that we have on our show for believing in storytelling, uh, for powering us with the technology that we use in our restaurant, and for giving us the opportunity to have cool conversations like the one we're going to have today. Uh, I've been a fan, a fan from afar, but I'm grateful that uh, this show has given us the opportunity to interview Chef Troy Gard, who is here from Tag Restaurant Group. Chef, how are you? Welcome to the show. What's up, Sean? How you doing, buddy? Dude, I'm really excited, and I'll tell you why. Uh, when we started this show two years ago, we knew that we had a big responsibility to share the secrets of the restaurant business, the the tough parts about the business, the good parts, but more importantly, to have conversations with inspirational leaders, uh, chefs, restaurateurs, and storytellers. And I got to interview one of the one of the first famous chefs that I got to interview was Chef Roy Yamaguchi. And uh, when was from, that? He was one of the first episodes. I want to say he was. Within the first 10 episodes, Stover will correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, he came on the show and I was so humbled and so impressed with his grace, with his humility, with his wisdom. And I'd love for you to start there. Tell us tell us about Chef Roy and uh, the impact that he's made on your life. Well, obviously you talk to him, so he's a pretty badass guy, right? So uh, he's <laughs> very badass. Done- He's kind of done everything. He's the father of East meets West cuisine. Um, I started working with him back in 1992. So 31, 32 years ago, I was just a little guy, 21. Now I'm 52. And uh, that was back before iPhones and Google and all that fun stuff. So you actually had to open up uh uh, a yellow pages and some people don't even know what that is and <laughs> kind of scroll down and figure out where you wanted to work or look in the classified ads. It's kind of fun. Now it's just all so easy, but um, that's how it happened to me. I went to Maui cause I'm from Hawaii and I went there because uh, to visit my dad cause my parents are divorced and my girlfriend had just broken up with me at 21. I was like, shit, what am I going to do now? So I went and hung out with my dad for a week. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should throw my throw my name in the hat around here and see what happens. So I went to a couple of hotels and uh, one of my dad's friends was like, dude, you have to go to Roy's, Roy's, Roy's. I'm like, what is Roy's? I mean, I, again, I never heard of it. And it had only been open a month on Maui and he was maybe a year on Oahu. So um, I called him up. He's like, yeah, I'll be here tomorrow, two o'clock. I said, okay. So I got there, got there a few minutes early in, you know, my Hawaiian Aloha shirt, you know, back in the day you used to dress up, you know, collared shirts, slacks, but <laughs> kids these days, they, they, they don't do that. But uh, I was all dressed up and I told the hostess, Hey, I'm here to see Roy. She's like, Oh, he's not in right now. Why don't you have a seat? He'll be right here. And again, I had no idea what this guy looked like. I just said Roy's. And this short, young Asian guy comes out from behind, says, hey, can I help you? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm waiting for Roy. I have an interview with him. He's like, I'm Roy. I'm like, oh, shit. So 
I didn't even know what he looked like. I didn't know anything. And back then I worked at a, you know, you're from San Diego. So La Costa resort and spa. Sure. That's where Absolutely. I worked. And all the chefs had tall hats and some chefs were a little bit bigger. And so to see a young Asian uh, skinny guy come, it was just blew my mind. And I had no idea what I was really in for. And he had this huge exhibition kitchen, all copper and stainless. And I was just like a kid in a candy store, right? When you're a cook, you you want to work with great equipment. Not only that, I got to see the guest instead of being behind the wall. And that blew me away. And then we just started talking and uh, he hired me on the spot, even without a resume, just talking to him. You know, that's how wow. dumb I was at 21. Um, and I said, I'll be back in two weeks. And I went back home, packed up my stuff and the rest is history. And really it was the best, decision I ever made in my life. And, and, and I've done some crazy stuff and worked in some awesome places, but I've always said one thing, you can always go back. Why don't you try it? So whether it was living in Hong Kong or Tokyo or New York or Singapore or Thailand, it's like, shoot, let's give it a try. You know, cause the worst thing that can happen is I don't like it. I can always go back to where I was before never burn a bridge um, but if you don't put yourself out there, you're never going to, to me, in my opinion, you're never going to learn. You're neg- never going to um, uh, kind of uh, battle adversity. And I think to really succeed, you have to get knocked down and get punched really hard lots of times. And uh, uh, so in a long story, that's how I met Roy uh, 31 years ago. And as a matter of fact, um, you know, with the Lahaina fires that just happened a few months ago that were devastating. Um, he invited me to come cook with him and uh, eight other chefs on Maui for the Maui food and wine. And so I'm headed over there in a couple days to cook on Saturday. So um, and the last three months, we've been raising money in our restaurants. We've been raising money through our vendors. We've been raising money through our um, employees, our Ohana. And I have a $35,000 check to hand to him to give to uh, wow. the people of Lahaina. And it's just a small token and how hard we all work together as a, as a team. But it uh, makes me feel good to give back to not only people that need it and deserve it, but my home hometown. So, When was the last time you saw Chef Roy? Um, I probably see him every year, you know, so... Uh, he never changes. I get older, but uh, he never changes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those guys age well. What What was so compelling for you at twenty one that brought you that 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 brought you into the restaurant business? Well, I actually started when I was thirteen, and uh, I just kind of did it because my neighbor needed uh, a hand in the kitchen. And then when I was sixteen, I was a dishwasher, then a busboy, then a host, and then. By like 18, I'm like, those guys look kind of cool back there and they're getting all the chicks. And so I wanted to be a cook. And so honestly, that's how it started. I went to college um, and worked uh, when I didn't have school. And it wasn't until like two years into college, a junior college called Palomar in San Marcos. I was like, you know what? I don't like what I'm doing. And I do like cooking. And then Roy kind of took me to the next level. So, you know, I worked in some cool restaurants, hotels here and there, but it wasn't until I met Roy, then it was like, wow, man, this could be a career. And he, he just 
opened my eyes to so many things. So I do thank him for a lot. He's a great friend, a great mentor, and obviously he's got a, a, a spectacular palate. I like to uh, think I've I've uh, learned a lot from him. I like to think that when he comes into my restaurants, which he has, he doesn't say like, oh, that's my dish, right? Oh, yeah. this guy copied me. But he can see the influences, and uh, I think that's to be a good mentor. And and I'm I'm the mentor now, and I see guys go off and do their own thing. It makes me proud when I can see little pieces of what they've learned in our restaurant and taking it to that next level. And I think that's what I did with Roy. But yeah, he's 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 a badass. He's he's good. Speaking of mentor mentee relationships, I think it's it's fascinating. It happens. It seems to happen much more in a chef environment, a chef-driven restaurant. Um, less so, I would say, in other other types of, of restaurants. But it is so important for the business owner to have a mentor. And you know, business owners, entrepreneurs, restaurant owners that listen to this um, or are watching this, sometimes it feels like a lonely place. I mean, that's why we created this show was to let people know, like, we all go through a lot of shit. <laughs> we go yeah. through a lot of shit. Like we're in the hospitality business. We take care of everybody else. Like that is, that is our DNA. Our DNA is to take care of our guests, take care of our team, take care of our community, do all of these. Very rarely do we take care of ourselves and very rarely do we ask for help. You know, for you, when you think of the chef side of your business and then the business side of your business, when was that time where you went from chef to business owner, entrepreneur with your first restaurant? Thanks for asking that because first of all, you're absolutely right. Like everybody for some reason thinks we're just loaded and rich because we own a restaurant. Right? <laughs> That's why we put on the show. to let people hey, Can you help out? Hey, we need this. Can you like, bro, do you see the margins I work off of? You know what I mean? But for whatever reason, you know, forget about that infinity or, you know, my uh, Honda Civic that I used to drive. But, uh, you know, it's it's just funny. So during COVID, I, I reached out to a lot of people. I said, hey, remember when we helped you out? I need your help. I need you to buy food from us. I need you to yeah. tell people about us. So um, and we made it back stronger than ever. But the point where I went from chef to businessman was when I first opened Tag in May 09. The, the market crashed in September 08. And I remember my my investor said, we're still going to stick with you, even though we probably shouldn't. But hey, we said we were going to do it. So we opened on a budget. And uh, two weeks into it, I had uh, three investors plus myself. And um, they said, hey, Troy, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to be you're going to be closed in two weeks. I'm like, what? What do you mean? They're like, well, you're you're hemorrhaging money you know you got you're spending too much money and all i wanted to focus on was being the best chef in the city so i had the best ingredients i had the biggest team i did everything and i wasn't watching the gm i wasn't watching the sommelier i wasn't watching you know uh, labor i wasn't watching food all the stuff that makes a business successful i just thought i had to cook good and everything would be good and how naive and dumb of me but they really should have more classes on this stuff too. But um, as you know, there's 200 plus things that you need to do every day in a restaurant. It's not just turning on the lights and let's cook some good food. There's so much that goes into it. And um, so I got a 911 wake up call really fast. So the next day I 
no no order went in without without me signing off so if the wine guy wanted to bring a case in i said hey let's bring two bottles we don't need a case if yeah. i needed to, to buy you know certain amount of uh, whatever i i bought less and we we did it and i had to let go of a lot of people and and i had to work even harder but you know that's okay but we went uh from losing $40,000 my first month to losing 20,000 my second month to breaking even my third month to making 40,000 on my fourth month so i did an $80,000 transformation just by knowing that I might have to shut my dream job and I had to take hold of every single piece of the business. So now I can do anything. Anyone can quit. Anyone can get fired. And I'm not worried or scared because I can do anything. But before, what I've learned is to trust people, but verify. I wasn't verifying. I trusted Jimmy and I trusted Steve and I trusted Susie, but I didn't verify. And they were like me. They didn't know exactly where we needed to be. And and so the numbers aspect is really the key to everything. If 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 the numbers don't work, just like if you're going to rent a uh, an apartment or a house or buy a house or a car, like the numbers got to work. If they don't work, you know. So that was a wide opening experience that uh, humbled me immensely and. Uh, you know, I took a lower paycheck um, for that, and I was barely scraping by. I was working eight days a week, but um, to go from forty thousand in <laughs> in the red to forty thousand in the black is pretty awesome. You know what I mean? So um, I'm, I'm, I feel proud about that. I continue learning all the time. I love to cook, but I love the business side of things. You know how to make deals, how to make people better, how to mentor. Get this kid over here who knows how to cook badass, but doesn't know how to really do a food cost because they're not taught that anymore. To be honest, they're not taught how to trust a chicken. They're not taught how to break down a whole fish. It comes to them in little packages. You know what I mean? Like we got to get down to the nitty gritty. And I, and I love seeing that that spark go off. And um, that's how I was. I was a sponge, man. Roy whoever else I worked with. And I worked with some really badass people, Richard Sandoval, Tao restaurant group. Um, I just learned immensely and I was a sponge. I wanted to learn. So knock on wood, we have 12 restaurants now and I'm about to open four more in the next year. But wow. um, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. I mean, you know, Coco's right. You grew up on the West coast. Yeah, absolutely. My we know first Coco's. restaurant job at 16, man. Wow. Coco's guy. And now my business is going to do $50 million at the end of this year, you know? So I'm so wow. proud and humbled and um, I still work every day. I don't work on the line every day, but I'm in Houston right now because I have a four year anniversary tomorrow. I got six guest chefs from the, from the Houston um, uh, culinary scene. And that's ex exciting. I do every restaurant opening, every anniversary, any, every dinner, I'm, I'm involved in all the um, new dishes on the menu, but I let the guys do what they do. Trust, but verify. They're, they're, they're awesome. They don't like it when I come on the line anymore, but uh, it's fun when I do get on there. I like to get dirty. I know I can still throw down and that, that makes me feel good. But um, yeah, I still work as much as I always do, but uh, I, I turn it off at a certain time now because I have three kids and, so I'll go home maybe some days at five or five thirty, 
Some days I have to work till 10 or 11, but I can pick and choose. And to me, that's the best quality of life that I can have right now is to, to do what I want to do when I need to do it. So, Can you bring us back to when you were a chef and when the first idea of opening up your own restaurant came into your head and kind of the steps that you took to, to get that first investor to, to believe in you? Yeah. So, you know, I was really actually always stoked and happy to work with someone else because I'm like, God, that's a lot of stress and work. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It is right. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta be special kind of sick to, to do yeah, what we do. Like, <laughs> you know what? Why do I want to do that? I can kind of turn it off a little bit and I don't have all that pressure and stress, but then I was like, well, you know what? If I don't do it now, I want to regret it. And like I said, at least just try it. At least if I failed my first restaurant, I could dig myself out and go work for someone else again. So I said, ah, F it, let's just go try. So that's what really happened. I was working with Richard Sandoval, who's modern Mexican uh, cuisine chef. He's got like 60 restaurants all over the world. And at the time, you know, Roy had so many restaurants and so I, I kind of always been around people like that. So I think maybe that's where I got the bug from. But, um, you know, he was awesome. And I was just like, you know what? I got to go try it. And uh, I still talk to him. He's a good buddy. Um, and so that's that's what I did. But I really did enjoy working with someone uh, like a Roy or Richard or a Tao or even, you know, some great hotel groups. As long as I always say, like, you're getting you're learn for me, I have to keep learning every day. If I'm not learning, that is just sucks. And I, and I've told all my, my guys, if you're not having fun, you shouldn't work here because not having fun and getting up and say, Oh shit, I got to go to work today. Like that just sucks. I've only ever done that once in my whole life and I quit. But uh, the only time I've ever moved on is obviously when I'm like, okay, Roy was eight years. Coco's was four years. You know what I mean? Like I've worked a long time at these places and I could still be working for any one of those guys and I can call them up and get my job back or work with them if I wanted to. But I was like, I got to put myself out there a little bit more. So that's the only reason why I kept moving around. But I, I stayed four years, I think was the shortest I ever worked somewhere. That's how crazy it is. You know, it's amazing. Why'd you fall in love with Colorado? Great question, because I was like, I had to look at it again. Like, where is it? It's in the middle of the U.S. and it's freaking cold. I'm like, why do I want to go there? But um, there was a great opportunity to open a restaurant there with Richard Sandoval. We did Zango. It's like a East meets West, uh, like Latin Asian. So he was the Latin. I was the Asian part of it. And I was like, okay, I had lived 30 years by an ocean. So think about everywhere I lived, Hawaii, Seattle, Tokyo, et cetera, always by the water. So I was I was now by the mountains and I was like, this is gorgeous. I fell in love because the weather, 300 days plus sunshine. It doesn't matter if it's 20 degrees. As long as it's sunny, I'm cool. I don't like overcast. Like in Houston, it's overcast today. I feel <laughs> kind of dull. Um, and the mountains were beautiful. And the people were super nice. So it's like, I love it. And I love living there because I can get to each coast quickly, two hours to the west, three hours to the east. I'm going to Hawaii on uh, Tuesday. And believe it or not, it's only six and a half hour direct flight. So it's not too bad. But I love it there. Um, the people are amazing. And, you know, I was I was part of a big fish in a small pond type of uh, 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 opportunity there. And it's been great. 
Do you remember going from one restaurant to two? I do. It was the hardest in my whole life. <laughs> Tell us a story. All right. So I'm very hands-on as most uh, entrepreneurs are. And I, I got down to, I think, six days a week. I took Sundays off. Um, but then I was like, okay, I'm going to go from tag to tag burger bar. Well, how do I do that? How do I juggle my time? And it was really trust and verifying. And you know what? I'd be like, okay, Javier, I'm not going to be able to work these two days, man. I need you to really step up for me. And 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 they they loved it. I was always worried more than anyone else because it's just my baby, right? But once I learned how to take a step back and trust more, that's when it was really good. But, you know, trying to think you have to do it all yourself. That's what, uh, you know, your great staff is there for. And uh, it just took me a while because I almost failed and I didn't want to fail again and have it, you know, have it come back on me. So I was very, very cautious. Um, but now it's awesome. I mean, I love everyone that works with me. Are they perfect? They're not perfect. And neither am I. We're going to make we're going to mess up. But as long as we learn from our mistakes and we communicate, we got to communicate. We can't not talk about it. So if, if if I'm disappointed in the way something turned out, I'm going to tell them. Now, sometimes they get their feelings more hurt than, you know, years and years ago. People are a little soft these days, I think. But uh, you know what? It's better than than um, not saying anything. So, you know, we, we got to help each other and learn. Like, okay, now I understand why Troy wants it this way. Don't just tell them. This is how I would like it and why it's good to do it this way. So, yeah, it's good. It's it's definitely uh, – it's hard every time you open a restaurant, but that one to two is, like, ginormous. It is the hardest one. Do you – what kind of lessons – have you closed any restaurants? I have um, a couple because they weren't making money and a couple just because the leases were up. So closing a restaurant – that's not making money is the worst feeling. It's like, I don't want to give up. I know I can do it. I know I can do it. And sometimes it's not even me, but sometimes it's just, that's the way the cookie crumbles, right? Sometimes I need a little bit of luck to be successful. And sometimes there's just a little bit of bad luck and you just can't overcome that. And, but to me, what I've learned in doing that and from my partners who are smarter and more experienced than me is like, it's okay sometimes, you know, you can't win them all. And they, they like to say, hey, look, your batting average is still pretty darn good, Troy. You know what I mean? So you can't hit a thousand percent. Nobody does. Wolfgang Puck doesn't. Roy Yamaguchi doesn't. Nobody hits a thousand. So it never feels good to close, but um, pulling the trigger quicker than slower is always better too. like. Just letting yourself bleed out is not good. I'd rather get to the hospital and get all mended up so I can go on to the next one. But dying slowly is not good. And and uh, luckily, I give it one last try or two last tries, and then I just cut the cord because I have to know when to keep going. And 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 I, I can't get sucked into all of that. Sometimes it's just like I did my – if I knew I did my best, then there's nothing really I can do, so – and as far as are those concepts that you closed or just locations? So have you concepts? Yeah, I had a 
I had a place called Lucky Cat, and it was like an Asian, like a P.F. Chang's Asian place. And God, I love the food, but it was just the wrong location. And I hate to say location, but it is now that I think about it. And my investor said that to partners. And then uh, Mr. Tuna, which was one of my favorites, too. And we got terrible road construction and honestly, 10 other restaurants closed. In, in those two years too, which sucks. I went to the mayor. I'd be like, bro, you you just ruined my my restaurant. Oh, don't worry, Troy. We'll have a big party when we reopen. And I just couldn't 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 do it anymore. I really don't know how the government and you know I'm not into politics too. I I am the politics, but I don't share them a lot. But like, dude, this is our bread and butter. Just like COVID, you just shut us down. You just shut us down. And we're just supposed to survive. You know what I mean? That, it's just mind boggling. And I'm just lucky I did. I, I was talking to bankruptcy lawyers from making 30 million a year to talking to bankruptcy lawyers. That's how bad it was, you know, because yeah. we had just opened a restaurant. We just took a loan to the bank. If I didn't have great working relationships with my bank, with my vendors, with my landlords, I would have been toast. I really would have. When you think about it, I mean, you nonchalantly drop that like you're talking to the mayor like it's no big deal, but you've built relationships, you know, obviously everywhere that you've went, but especially in Colorado, especially in Denver. And these are deep relationships, not just with partners, but with people. What what is your what's your secret? Beyond the trust and verify, like beyond that. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I, I, I'm going to have to go back and listen to the interview you did with Roy because he's just, he's a huge part of that as well. But I think I got it from my mom who is just super welcoming, open, talking to people, good, bad, or indifferent. And I wasn't the most talkative guy, too. I, I I I didn't like doing this kind of stuff. I remember when I worked in New York for Roy's, I had to do a PR thing. And one of the first things we had to do was cook in Grand Central Station. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, in front of all these people. And I know I sucked, but I did it. And then I had to overcome my fears. And so even when I did tag my first restaurant, I didn't know how to screwing a light bulb. I'm not very good at anything except cooking, but I had to learn it. I'm not going to go pay someone to do it. Or if they came in, at least I tried to understand how, how did it break or what happens the next time I can do it. So I had to learn it all. I had to put myself out there. And then with like the mayor or something like that, anytime I got an opportunity, I wanted to go meet these people. So, you know, I've got great relations all over the city uh, in Denver and starting to in Houston and obviously Hawaii, et cetera, but mostly Denver where I'm at and I can ask a favor of someone or at least call them and ask their advice or something like that. But you have to put yourself out there. And one more thing that sparks something is like, if you don't ask, you don't get it. So I used to do that. I used to hate asking my vendors for stuff. It's like, they're going to give it to me. All I have to do is ask, but they're not going to say, Hey, Troy, would you like a free beef tenderloin? But if I say, hey, you know, I'd like to try that grass tenderloin. And you know what I did is I tried it. And then the other eight portions, I sold them and I made money. Hey, I want to try that bottle of wine. And I'm not kidding, Sean. Like I would try it for the wine menu. And then I'd sell the other three three glasses that came in that bottle. 
that's how I made money. I was the biggest, uh, I'm not a cheap guy, but I had to scrap to make it work. You know what I mean? So absolutely, uh, I would get mad. I'd be like, no, we're not going to throw this piece of paper away. We're going to use the back of it too. You know, it's like we, I did everything and, 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 I have this fold-up steel chair that I used at Tag. It still says, never forget where you came from. I sat on it, and my my manager's like, oh, Troy, I need a new chair. It's like, I need a $500 new chair. I'm like, well, you're not, you're not sitting in it for more than a few minutes because you're supposed to be on the floor, right? So, But putting yourself out there, and if you don't ask, you'll never get anything. And it's okay. It's uh, better to ask and, and get a no than the never never ask and that's how i've really built the relationships and know that they can count on me every day people text me can i get a reservation where are you at i want to come see you etc and that just that means the world to me as a father we know that every business is a family business no matter if your family works in the business or not they have to deal with us (laughs) when we come back from the business what are what are your hopes for your children when it comes to the hospitality business and the, the legacy that you're moving, uh, you're, you're living now and, and building for the future. Well, Grace is 14 and her restaurant's called Garden Grace. So if she ever wants to work there, she can. Jagger's nine and Jameson's five. Um, it's a tough business, but it's, it's a very re- rewarding one too and a very family unit. And there's some pretty effed up things that go on in a restaurant business too. Yep. Um, <laughs> And we all know what those are, late nights, working together, uh, you know, on and on and on. But uh, uh, it also is giving me what what I what I have here, and that's freedom and uh, kind of a little bit of a legacy and opportunities to 500 employees that I that that work under our group. Now, that's pretty awesome. But I would always want them to do whatever makes them feel good. My daughter's more into animals. So she helps out um, uh, a rescue dog uh, place that she loves. Jagger's pretty good at making some eggs, and he's better than me. Like every day, he's like, "Dad, you gotta whisk it like this and put it like that." And Jameson wants to do everything at five, which is awesome too. But um, uh, yeah, whatever they want to do, I think would be awesome. They don't have to do um, this, but if they want to, I always told them. If they want to, they have to start at the bottom. They have to be a dishwasher. So yeah. Grace actually last week is like, hey, dad, next summer, I want to work at hashtag our breakfast concept. She's yeah. like, do I have to start at the dishwasher? I said, yeah. She's like, okay. So I was That's like, cool. you got to start at the bottom. That's awesome. Yeah. What If you're in the restaurant business, if you're in the hospitality business, which you are and I am, We've learned a lot about giving back. It's in our nature, who we are and what we do. What's the proper way to engage in the community and to give back? You do so many different things, but you've learned a lot of lessons along the way of of of, of the right way to do it. What is the right way to do it? Um, I don't know what the right way to do it is, but I remember we'd go to church. My mom would open her purse, and if she had... 10 bucks, she'd put 10 bucks in. If she had a dollar, she put a dollar. If she had a quarter, she put a quarter. We didn't come from a lot. So I saw that first and foremost. And then I worked with a lot of different people. Um, and I've always been a giver. Like I've just been taught that through my family. So actually, to be honest, the more I've given of myself inside and outside of work, 
the honestly, the more I've gotten, whether it's relationships, not necessarily material things, but just good vibes back. And so I don't know where it really stems from, but, uh, you know, I asked all my staff to give $2 a week for 10 weeks. So 20 bucks in 10 weeks. That's two beers, guys. Come on, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, some people didn't do it. I would say about 60% of our staff did, which kind of disappoints me, but we would have got ten thousand dollars just from two bucks a week, and everybody can afford that stuff. Everyone can, you know, two bucks. And then I have guys who don't even speak English giving 50 bucks. You know, it's just like that blows my mind. Yeah. But um, I don't know, I feel like at, our, at my level, at any level, if, if you can give a little bit, we should give a little bit. I mean, I think about how America, we give so much. We're so lucky about how much charity is given. It's like the Ukraine, the Ukraine war, then it's Israel, then it's a hurricane, then it's a fire. It's like this is ongoing onslaught. But you know what? We always come together to help everyone out. And that's pretty awesome. And Christmas is coming up and we always do a ton of, of uh, charity work as well. But I don't know, just something in me. It makes me feel good when I give. And um, uh, again, it doesn't matter if you give a dollar or a thousand dollars, just if you can give something, even if it's your time, I think that's just so awesome. And and I and I I've been teaching my kids from the start, and you might sound this this is weird, but anytime we're out, and usually it's at a quick service place, Chipotle or something crazy, they're like, Dad, there's there's a fireman, can we go buy his breakfast? Hey, Dad, there's a policeman, can we go buy his lunch? Because I always, hundred percent of the time, if I see someone, and I'm at King's uh, grocery store or food, hundred percent of the time I buy it. Now I have my kids saying, Dad, Dad, Dad. There's a cop. Let's go buy him something. So that makes me feel good. That they and and I I tell them why. Like these guys put their lives on the line for us. The yeah. army people they put their lives on the line so we have this freedom. The firemen, everybody. So I instill that in my kids now too, and it's it's pretty cool. I think. So we talk all the time. I mean, we I turn my barbecue business into a media business. We have restaurants. We put on this show to inspire restaurateurs to think differently, to, you know, use all the tools, the smartphones that we have in our pocket. You know, I'm thinking back to the story you shared of walking into, you know, Chef Roy's kitchen and seeing this amazing open kitchen. And now because of the internet, we have the ability to share how the magic happens our phone you know we're able to post on instagram and on TikTok and on youtube and to do different things when you think of storytelling from your restaurant group perspective um what, what comes to mind i'm not as tech savvy as i wish i was my, my kids know a lot more than me but any chance we i there's an opportunity to share something whether it's what we did for charity, what Thanksgiving's coming up, the the meals that we have uh, for our guests to buy. I, I love to share stories. I think it's a great way. I think um, having these devices is is amazing to be able to share thoughts and pictures and excitement and stories. I think it's tremendous. I wish I was better at it, but uh, I'm not. But when I do get a chance, I'm I'm all over sharing whatever story I can and. 
there's a lot of stories every single day, to be honest with you. You know, we do a great newsletter, but I want to talk about, uh, you know, Joe over here that uh, came from nothing and look at him now. And then I got Sylvie over here that is is one of our best pantry cooks. And I got Jimmy over here who worked his way up and now he's the GM. Like, that's fun stories to, to tell. But um, uh, I, I love... I love sharing stories as much as we can. I, I apologize. I forgot exactly what the question was, but I do mm-hmm. like sharing as many stories as we can with the phones, newsletters, uh, Twitter, et cetera. So, yes. We appreciate that. And every single week, a chance for you, the listener, you, the viewer, to come and share your story. We meet on LinkedIn as well as on Clubhouse. If you want to get in touch with us and uh, come on stage, it's almost like a live podcast, but we can learn about your restaurant and what you're doing, uh, connect with other restaurateurs, technology people, social media people from all over the globe. Uh, just send me a message at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. And that's on Instagram. Uh, you can connect with Troy at at Chef Troy Guard uh, on Instagram. Uh, you can also where where's the best? Send them to the website for the for tag. Definitely, yeah. So um, tagrestaurantgroup.com, and then it'll have all our um, uh, great restaurants on there. And uh, yeah, Chef Troy Guard on the Instagram page. I love it, and um, yeah, I just love sharing and and I love actually finding out about fun things and cool things too. And I'll text back. Uh, or post and be like, Hey, congratulations. You guys won this or congratulations. You did that. Or, you know, like I just find that, that that's good. It's good juju to do that kind of stuff. So my marketing team will be like, Hey, why do you want to do that? I'm like, do you know them? I'm like, no, I just think it's cool. Like let's congratulate them for, for doing a great job or or doing something fun. You know, I just, I don't know. I'm just in this stage. I don't know if it's because I'm I'm older or what, but I'm just older. You're stage. you're a young man. What are you talking about? Oh, you're just getting started. Fifty-two, man. Fifty-two. So Ray Kroc guys. didn't start till he was fifty-three. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Really. Fifty-three. Fifty-three is when he met the McDonald's brothers. Wow. So he you haven't even started yet. <laughs> he turned it you're, on you, fast. You, you've got so many years ahead of him. All right, let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> I'm gonna tell Roy you said hi because I'm gonna see him in a few days. So that's please, cool. please do. He uh, he is a he is a treasure. It was an honor to to interview him. I look forward to taking my family to Hawaii and and visiting his restaurants uh, one day. And uh, anybody that's listening, please, if you're in Denver, uh, please go visit Chef Troy's restaurants. Um, support the team, all the work that they're doing, the charity work that they're doing. Um, Chef Troy, it's been amazing. Um, I really truly appreciate the time. Um, I look forward, hopefully, if you make it to San Diego, um, come get some California barbecue. Love to show you around. I don't know if you if you ever make it to the West Coast, but you're familiar with the San Diego stomping ground. So let me yeah, know whenever up, you I make it. I grew up in North County, so I, my parents still have a house in uh, uh, Escondido. So, okay. yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be looking you up. I try to get back there mm, twice a year. Um, but, yeah, I love it down there. It's, it's just such an amazing spot, and I can't wait to um, – uh, go say hi to you and thanks again for having me on 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 here this has been a, a, a honor and it's totally exciting and i'm gonna have to go back and uh, check out some other uh um uh people you interviewed because be i've awesome. had a great time uh, talking with you so thank you
I really appreciate it. And uh, if you guys, uh, we, we appreciate you. And as always, stay curious, get involved, and don't be afraid to ask for help. We'll catch you guys all next week. Thank you so much. Want to give a special shout out again to Toast. Thank you for believing in the power of storytelling. Thank you for empowering restaurateurs with technology that will improve their business. Please share this show. It's the only way that we grow. Share the show with another restaurant owner, with another content creator, with someone in the hospitality space that wants to level up. We love people that are playing the game within the game. The best way to connect with me is at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. That's on Instagram is the quickest way to get me, or you can find me on LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook, all the platforms. We tell stories everywhere. We're weirdly available, and we care about you. We care about your story. One day, we'd love to feature you on digital hospitality, restaurant influencers, family style, or any of the content that we do. Please connect with us and share and subscribe. Thanks.